When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello everyone and welcome to the Manchester United weekly podcast. It's a few hours before kickoff between Manchester United and Chelsea at Old Trafford. It's a bitterly cold Mancunian day. A day for gloves, snoods, hats, double socks, layers of any kind and uh, sniffling noses, <laughs> cups of tea and bovril, mince pies, burgers, anything warm, anything warm. It's certainly not the kind of weather that makes me miss selling fanzines but there is a new United we stand out today including a piece I uh, helped towards on Copenhagen away, which feels like quite a long time ago in one sense, but was only at the start of November. Of course, we've had Istanbul since then as well. Two games that promised so much, but in the end delivered so little. And I hope that's not the the engraving on the gravestone of Eric Tanag's United career, because that first season promised so much and moments this season have promised a lot. But at the moment, we're not seeing it and very, very familiar stories and feelings are beginning to, well, not beginning to, uh, have been floating around this week. It's the that kind of feeling of apathy that has swung around every so often over the last few years. Well, it's back. It's a Wednesday night fixture under the lights against Chelsea. Uh, it doesn't help that Chelsea are not the force that like us that they once were it doesn't help that the two teams in this fixture are very hard to work out are underperforming given their spend and status but there's certainly not the traditional excitement you might get for a night game between two teams with the number of talented players that United and Chelsea do I'm heading to Old Trafford now uh, in the darkness let's see what the mood is like around there before kickoff, I think one thing's for sure, and that is the Stratford end and the whole of Old Trafford will be desperate to show their support to the manager Eric Ten Hag to prove that supporters back him, even if maybe, according to some stories, the players don't. And there's my tram, so I better run.
Out today, three pounds. The United we stand. Have you got the hay, mate? You okay? Out today, three pounds. I spoke about apathy before, and I think you can certainly feel that as a football fan. Uh, definitely watching on TV for certain away games, I can certainly feel that. They haven't got a ticket to, or home games that I'm not going to. And I think you can feel that before you drag yourself out of the house and to that football ground but I don't think you can be ever apathetic when you see those red letters lit up of Manchester United I don't think you can feel apathetic when you get that waft of grilling onions and grilled cheese and grilled burgers when you hear the refrain of fanzine sellers when you see bustling people when you hear dads and lads commenting about them going to their first game or you hear people saying oh it's changed a lot since the last game and you think like some people are doing this for the first time in 15 years some people are coming to their very first game it's all whatever the game and however your team's doing and this isn't a exclusively Manchester United thing those are just magical things uh, so I don't think it can be apathy but uh, I think what it makes you realise is what you're actually feeling pre-match is just kind of sadness at how things are going and that's probably the way with United at the moment I think there's a bit of defiance and that defiance will build ahead of kickoff, as I mentioned earlier with support for the manager because I think fans can see while appreciating that he's made a lot of mistakes as we've spoken about in recent episodes fans can see that it's not all his doing these bad results and that while he needs to improve there are other things out of his control and there are players who are letting him down um, and that defiance will grow but sadness because we've seen this pattern before and I just hope as I said earlier that that doesn't happen um, but let's see how things go tonight when you stood in the shadow of the Stretford end and you've walked through the Munich tunnel and seen Sir Bobby Charlton stand lit up and seen people going to take photos with the Trinity statue and standing next to some Matt Busby statue then yeah I don't think you can be apathetic after all it is Manchester United let's head inside
go. Best player, best player of all time. <laughs> Sign him off. I'm even, I'm even trying Jack Rowley and he's well out of the time with it. It's like, fucking Okay, half time at Old Trafford. I'm with both of the Thomas brothers, Nathan, who works for the foundation, Kieran, who works in the museum, and various other departments of the club. Uh, 10 minutes before the end of that half, especially given it was the 8 15 kickoff, I was thinking, right. Let's all head home, one half is fine, I've seen a goal, United are winning, it's already nine o'clock, let's all get back home, out of the cold. And then, typical United, I've been playing really well, I thought, um, let a team go through our midfield and concede a, a shit goal. It's, a, it's always a shame when the goal he concede is bad. Yeah, disappointing. to begin with, by the way. Hello, everybody. Uh, yeah, disappointing, I mean, on the one hand, better generally uh, much improving there's definitely been a response and Scott seems to take his goal well but yeah frustrating we've had the Bruno penalty miss Scott with a free header and then yeah as Javi says I've like, seemed like a very poor goal to give away I think I'll need to see it from a different angle but it looked like keeper could be at fault but we can't really see if there was a deflection or not but yeah kind of on the one hand better but yeah frustrating he made a brilliant save a few minutes before that um, in terms of the atmosphere a fair amount of defiance has Eric Tenag walked out, Kieran? I think so, yeah. Yeah, it seemed fine as he walked out. I think it seems pretty clear that, you know, the fans are certainly behind him now. And, you know, we've had a lot of disappointing performances recently, but I think you can see that although he's not perfect, I think Ten Hag is evidently trying to do the right thing. He's trying to implement standards at the club, which a lot of his predecessors haven't done, haven't done while they've been at the helm. Um, so, you know, I think... You, the club needs structure and I think you've got to have faith in faith in the man yeah in fairness though we were talking pre-match and talking about those standards that he set last season and about how he's he's making it hard for himself by not following those standards as much this season by playing players who have wanted to leave have been United have tried to sell and who don't perform regularly like Anthony Martial and I mean tonight feels a better return to players who are performing, players in their right positions and it's gone alright so far, it should be a lot better as Nathan says. But Yeah definitely yeah, I think you know obviously like you say in regards to the players that we've been playing who you probably would have seen out of the club during the summer, I think we've obviously had a lot of injury issues which might have forced us into playing those said players but you know, I think you're looking at tonight, and I think there's been a lot of good attacking play. But I think you know it's the same old issues that it's it, you, see, you saw it in Copenhagen, you saw it in Galatasaray. That you know, great attacking play. But I think Scholes was saying on the TNT, ill-disciplined. You know, you can kind of it can the game can turn at any at any moment. You can look completely in control, and suddenly you're behind five minutes later. That's what happens when you don't convert your chances. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. It's like a, it's two teams. You were mentioning, Nathan, the game here last season, which I had basically forgotten about. I couldn't even tell you what time of year it was. Late season? Just before, it was two games, like our penultimate game of the season. We had Chelsea, which got us top four, and then Fulham, and right. then the cup final. I remember coming out of it, kind of happy, like yeah. obviously we won 4-1, happy, but it was a, that game was more chaotic than this one. But again, there's that sense of two teams who you can play through so easily but it doesn't really matter because both of them are going to miss 
almost all of their chances. It's really true, yeah. I think both teams are kind of at similar, similar stages for some different, some similar reasons. Um, but yeah, I think it's one of these where, given how things are going at the moment, it's almost kind of, you can't read too much into anything. Obviously, it's been better tonight, and you, you almost just have to take it game by game. Get as many points as we can in this kind of period of uncertainty, both on and off the pitch. Tenag, I think, as you alluded to before, I think lost his way a little bit with certain things, but he's also dealing with a complete melee of a situation, which kind yeah. of will lead to situations like that. For example, you know, Martial, yeah, very puzzling to start him at Newcastle, but he's trying to manage Hoyland's minutes. Every kind of, every everything has got a reason or a caveat behind it, yeah. but it all looks like Reguilón's coming on. Interesting. Yeah, Reguilón just dribbling out of the tunnel. It almost feels like the news in the week, I think, had the news in the week about players briefing the press that uh, they don't like Ten Hag's training methods. We would have come into this game with, I mean, fairly pissed off with Ten Hag and the recent decisions, in-game decisions at Galatasaray, Copenhagen, uh, the team selection at Newcastle, a few other things like bits and bobs. And that story coming out as kind of galvanised United support behind Ten Hag instead, which from my perspective is a good thing. But also I wish the players would stop leaking information. Yeah, I mean, whether it's the players, their agents, their, their families, they've, they, it's a massive own goal because it really has just galvanised. And I think they, I think it was generally, generally there, United fans back in Ten Hag, but it certainly kind of reinforced that of, of, of the belief that, OK, what, wherever you rank this manager in terms of having the ability to do the job, the last thing we want is for another manager to go and some of these players to outlast yet another manager and get yet another chance. This is an opportunity to stick by someone who has done some really good things been difficult so far this season but it's a storm and we just got to ride it through I think yeah final thing um, it's what's the time now nearly half nine and we're about to start the second half of football it's mad in a week where a new TV broadcast deal has been agreed however many billions of pounds yeah and you're coming to the Amazon Prime games and getting a 8.15 kickoff it is just an absolute mockery of match going supporters, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you've seen it more and more. It happened at, happened at Newcastle last week with loads of travelling Reds going all the way to the northeast. Uh, eight, eight o'clock. Eight p.m. on a Saturday. Eight p.m. on a Saturday. Yeah, you know, couldn't get a lot, a lot. I didn't, couldn't get back. You know, I there was one of my colleagues who went over with this young lad and had to stay over because they had no no mode of transport to get back to Manchester. So. Yeah, and obviously got tonight, Boxing Day is 8.15. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's copping up more and more, unfortunately. Yeah, absolutely. Second half, confident? <laughs> Who knows? Who the hell knows? <laughs> oh, take a few chances. Take a few chances. Get, get to 5-1. I don't know. Oh, Hoyland just can't. I would not be surprised with any scores. Whatever. Yeah. Like, Chelsea, for Chelsea, for United, a draw. Yeah, you just, like... Hopefully it'll be entertaining and hopefully we'll get a win. Just enjoying the halftime playlist Old Trafford changing for the first time in what, all season? I think it's since like the is it the Brighton game? A pal of mine is Mid September. In a, oh, it's ridiculous. It's a pal of mine is in a very good Manchester band called the Rosellas, highly recommend them. And they were on the Old Trafford playlist for what I thought would be one game, but turned out to be every single game up until this point, which I'll I'll leave the listeners to uh, kind of ascertain what that means in a wider perspective but yeah <laughs> alright we'll see you at full time
Alright, outside the strip for then, Nathan. Yep. Full time thoughts. Happy days, happy days. Thought we were much better second half, and we you know, played pretty well first half, but I thought we stopped them playing through us, which was good. And yeah, the goal was coming when it came, should have been more, but yeah, that's winning ways. Happy. Kieran, full time thoughts. Thought it was a lot better second half. Obviously, we, you know, finally we took the chance. I think we could have had the game killed off. I thought it could be any score at half time, but you know, it was nice to see us get the lead and then, uh, you know, take, take, the, uh, take the win home. Yeah. Cheska, what has he said at the end? I love Man United. I love Manchester United more than anything in the world. <laughs> and they played tonight the best I've seen in, what, four months? They played for the shirt tonight. That's what it felt like. Yeah, I'm sure I'll get home and there'll be a load of people on Twitter saying we were too easy to play through and yeah, we were. all of we that. Were, but, in the but ultimately, you in come the to see like... It felt like a game. It felt yeah. like a game. You come to see energy and like a bit of a game plan. Playing for a badge and... <laughs> I recommend any United fan watching a United game next to Cheska because any kind of negativity is just sort I'm of expelled from you. I'm like I, I'm like we're winning the fucking Champions League now, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Like, no, so. but, like it doesn't when you're Manchester United, the fans they get us over the line more than any other club I've ever experienced, and it's true. And tonight they heard us. You can see the players were desperate for it as well. We always take the piss out of like, Dallow a little bit for getting the crowd up. Reggie almost giving it some as well, but I think it shows that they need that confidence boost yeah, they they're lacking it they do they do and do you know what even the best Man United teams needed that confidence boost they always have done that's in Manchester United's DNA is the confidence boost the fans being on side that voice it gets them over the line always and tonight I think it made a difference thank you did Kieran any standout players apart from double goal scorer went to again McSauce yeah you see having a good season as it turns out but yeah I thought uh, Paul Maguire, great again, you know, yeah. props to the guy, great, Luke Shaw, it's great having him back in the lineup again, I think, you know, he's such a kind of, such an assured figure, it's, it's, you know, you've got a lot of confidence in the guy, you know, you know, you know he's never really going to make a mistake, but yeah, I mean, there was quite a few in there. Got Nacho Lively. Exactly, yeah, of course, yeah, you know, he's kind of making that left-hand side his own now, uh, you know, you want to be uh, looking over your shoulder, you Mr Rashford, but uh, yeah, very good, very good. Or looking... Onto the pitch, if you missed the Ashford. Exactly, yeah, yeah, as it turns out. Yeah, for Anthony, you know, pretty good. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, happy days. Yeah, came in here a bit apathetic. Leave, like Cheska saying, I love Man United. Exactly, yeah, that's it. Yeah, up the Reds. Bring on Saturday. Sports Social Podcast Network.